Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is so good to be back in front of the microphone. And welcome, uh, welcome to Tuesday's podcast. As you are well aware, and if you're a first-time listener, well, welcome to Recovery Guy podcast. Uh, Every Tuesday, we are walking through the steps. We've done steps one through five, where And so if math um, uh, is uh, correct, then we should be on step six. And yes, we are. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to to walk back through the steps with you. Oftentimes, um, when I'm sharing my story or doing a workshop or working with a newcomer, either as a life coach or as a an influencer of their recovery program, I am walking back to the steps. Now, personally, and this is my view, what I have been taught as a person who has recovered, and as most of you know, I'm in my uh, 34 plus years of personal recovery. For me personally, I do steps 10, 11, and 12 on a regular basis. They are what introduced to me uh, as the maintenance steps. Steps 10, step 10 really encompasses uh, steps 1 through 9. And then steps uh, 11 and 12 are designed to uplift me and uh, uh, resonate and resolve me to power uh, as from God in understanding that vision. And then, of course, step 12 is as a result of that spiritual awakening and the steps and the insight I get from step 11, then I go carry this message out. So for me, uh, I'm doing steps 10, 11, and 12 every day. So walking through the steps as as diligently and as deeply as we're trying to do uh, is always encouraging for me. Very excited about step six. Um, step six in the 12 and 12. And if you don't have a 12 and 12 yet, as I previously suggested, uh, let me know. Email me, message me. Um, you, I'm pretty easy to reach and just say, Hey Rob, I need a 12 and 12. Would you please send me one and we'll get it to you. We'll drop ship it through Amazon. Uh, I might need an address of where to send it, but I'll get it to you within uh, three or four days. Pretty easy to do. No questions asked. Um, compliments of recovery guide. This is how much I believe in this 12 and 12 as a book. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I'll get into that a little bit more in just a moment, but I love how it starts out on page 63 of the 12 and 12, where it says, this is the step that separates the men from the boys or the brave from the afraid, right? 
or the the shy from the bold however you want to put it, it doesn't need to be gender specific but you know a, a common term is men from the boys you know what i mean ladies it and this was declared by a particular clergyman and he went on to explain and i'm paraphrasing here any person capable of enough willingness and honesty to try repeatedly step six on all his faults without any reservations whatsoever has indeed come a long way spiritually and is therefore entitled to be called a man who is sincerely trying to grow in the image and the likeness of his own creator. There we go. Not just his creator, but his own creator. Again, going back to God of your own understanding. So if you're kind of new or relatively new to the whole God thing, don't worry. Just as long as it makes sense to you, as long as it's a power greater than you who can do for you what you are unable to do for yourself, then of course that higher power will qualify for you as you trudge this road of what we call happy destiny. So that is step six and the importance of step six. There's another thing that it says, and I really appreciate this, on page 65 of the 12 and 12. I'll just read this and then we'll get into my version of this content today. It says, step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character is AA's way of stating the best possible attitude one can take in order to, to uh, begin on this lifetime job. And I love the, the, the adjective there. It's not just a job. It is a lifetime job. Again, one day at a time. But I believe this is the design for living one day at a time for the rest of my life. These steps, this program of recovery is a lifetime opportunity, a lifetime job, something I regularly work at because sometimes I don't want to, right? Sometimes, I, sometimes quite honestly, I don't like to look at my defects of character. Do you, right? Just like in step one, it says like, who likes to admit defeat? Practically no one. Of course. You know, I remember years ago when I first became a manager with Black Angus Restaurants. I think this was like in 19, must have been 87. And I was introduced to the book by Blanchard and it was called The One Minute Manager. Have you ever read it? Interesting book. Um, and I had never been a manager before. And later I would learn, you know, Stephen Covey would teach me that you lead people and you manage things, right? But that's what we call people in leadership managers. Um, we have to be very careful because I believe it was Abraham Maslow who said, he who rules with the hammer views everything as a nail, right? So we have to be very careful in our leadership and our management, especially involving other people. Anyway, Blanchard said, before you fire someone, because sometimes you just have to separate from people on the job, you need to go look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you failed, and then go do what you're supposed to do. 
So I think every time I look at my defective character, it's either because I failed in the past and I need to clean it up, or I've made a mistake along the way, and that's where step 10 comes into play. As my dearest sponsor and friend, uh, 41 years sober, Slow Will says, you know, if we clear away the wreckage of our present, it will not once again become the wreckage of our past. Great advice. All part of this podcast and no extra charge. So here we go. It's this lifetime job. This does not mean that we expect all of our character defects to be lifted out of us as the drive to drink was. A few of them may be, but with most of them, we shall have to be content with patient improvement, right? Again, this is a journey. This is not a destination. This is not a one-time task. This is a lifetime job. The key words entirely ready underline the fact that we want to aim at the very best we know or we can learn. It talks about our own willpower. It talks about, well, let let, let me backtrack just a little bit because, again, in the 12 and 12, it's pretty sensational. You know, oftentimes with newcomers or people who are relatively new to the program, maybe you've heard this before or with behavior, you know, does the desire ever leave me? And some people who don't take the steps are not in, in, a, in a program of recovery, of rejuvenation, of reinventing. Uh, they, they may stay the same person, but they try to reduce the negative behavior. So in the, in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs and church-based and religious-based programs, we're talking about becoming a new person, a new creature in Christ or what have you. Um, it said, it says here that, um, I simply couldn't stop drinking and no human being could seem to do this job for me. But when I became willing to clean house and then asked a higher power, God, as I understood him to give me release, which is in step six, my obsession to drink vanished. It was lifted right out of me. Isn't that spectacular? So if you're wondering whether this sensation, this urge, this desire, this compulsion to drink, use, or engage in other negative behavior can ever leave you, it vanishes, right? And if it vanishes, it's no longer there. I was talking to my friend Wendy just a, a while ago, a couple months ago, I guess, and we were chatting, and, and Wendy is so diligent about her personal recovery and she's wondering, am I improving here, improving there? She's really taken her inventory, working an incredible program, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this with you. But I told her, I said, Wendy, have you ever heard of the adage, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop? And she said, well, yeah. And I said, well, Wendy, the beautiful thing about recovery is not only will the other shoe not drop, there is no other shoe. It vanishes. It goes away. It's no longer a part of our life or who we are, providing we continue to do the things that got us to that point in the first place. And that is step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all, not one, not two, not a handful, all these defects of character. So if this is the first time you've taken a, a good hard look at this step, I hope you're as anxious to get this done as I was. 
so much of the hard work has already been completed. I mean, we, we first, uh, uh, we finished a very emotionally, spiritually, and mentally exhaustive exercise in step four, right? Where we've taken a, a fearless moral inventory. In step five, we released those things to God and to another human being, right? And to ourselves. The things that we uncovered in step four, and we are beginning to further identify things that we uncovered and we are increasing our readiness and eagerness to another level. That is what we're doing in step six. We're escalating. We're moving forward. Just as as we climb the ladder of our steps, we get a different view every time. Like good old Zig Ziglar, see you at the top. It's a progressive approach or Maslow's theory of, of, of hierarchy, right? The top, of course, is uh, self-actualization, but it starts out as just human basic need, right? So we grow, and every time we take a step up the ladder of these steps themselves, metaphorically, our view increases, and it gets just a little better. We can see a little bit more. We're a little bit more free as we go along. The defects that we're talking about are the target of this step and entirely is the degree by which we are ready to remove them. So what does it mean to be entirely, right? I'm going to start with that. Entirely, obviously ready, we're prepared. Entirely means wholly or fully. We are completely or unreservedly. We are solely or exclusively. In other words, the thing that I'm doing without holding back with singleness of mind, right? Not holding back is unreservedly. And singleness of mind is exclusively, right? Exclusive means there's nothing else. Inclusive means there are other things. But exclusive means I am focused, I'm tunnel visioned, this is what I'm doing, I'm looking at the defects of character that I uncovered in step four, discussed in step five, and now I'm entirely ready, exclusively ready. I am wholly ready. What does fully mean? If I am full of something, can I have anything else? No, because I am full with that. Does that make sense to you? It's like um, it's like having a a fullness of joy. It is having a fullness of light. I am filled with that. Holy means that is what I am made up of. I am entirely, every bit about me is ready. Now, for some of us, that's an ideal. And understand, and I love how it talks about, we're going to grow from this. This is not a one-time event. We're going to grow. We're going to move forward. We're Today, entirely means something entirely different than it did when I first uh, encountered these steps and began serious at about nine months clean and sober. 
And trust me, I was in so much pain. It wasn't like I was a great guy and I thought, hey, let's do the steps. I got nothing else to do in this afternoon, right? I was in pain. I, I didn't think I was going to go drink or use, but I did think that I was going to go off an emotional deep end that I was concerned I would never recover from. I had become thoroughly convinced that if I were to drink or use again, it would lead me down an addictive and behavioral path. And, and trust me, I had relapsed once and I had come back. And I know how fortunate I was because I saw a lot of people go out and very few of us were given the opportunity to come back. So I knew how dangerous I was to me. So going back out, it was off the table. And the only thing left for me was to either go emotionally insane or take the steps. I decided my best option was the steps because I was surrounded by people who, who were sharing their experience, strength, and hope with me, right, that they were recovering that they could live a different way, that there was another way to approach life that meant that they could live out a life free from the challenges that I came in to the program with. But I need to be wholly committed. I need to be completely or unreservedly ready to have God do what? To remove to take away how many? All. I love the explicitness of the words used. Remove, get rid of, take away. And, and if God removes something, if you know anything about God at all and his reputation, then you know that God removing something, it, there is no evidence because it is a spiritual, miraculous removal that removes even the hint that it was there. Check it out. Go, go find out about godly removal. There's no vestige because God does not want me going back. Therefore, he is going to remove that which resembles my defects so I can live a life without impurity. It's just like the adage where if I invited you to, to drink from this wonderful pool or, or, or vase of water, right, this pitcher of water, and you were drinking it, and I said, oh, by the way, um, I've gotten most of the arsenic out of the water. How quickly would you spit that water out? Well, I know how quickly I would spit it out. And that's what God does. God removes all, means there's none left. We were ready to have God do it. Now, did God do it overnight? No, not always. Maybe for some he does. But for me, it, it took a while because I continued to uncover things as I moved through and looked at my shortcomings and, and then people I needed to make amends to. And then I continued to take personal inventory right? So more things will be revealed, but God 
was ready to remove them and I needed to be entirely ready to have God as I understood God do it to remove all these defects of character. Now, character is essentially who I am as a person, who I aspire to be, the representation of me, how I am known, what makes me me, right? The internal Robert Parton. What makes me me? It is filled with defects. To this day, I'm a defective person, not nearly as defective as I was when I first came in 34 and a half years ago, but I certainly, because I, I'm still living, so you know I haven't reached perfection, I'm striving to go in that direction. I continue to look and ask God to continue to remove and continue to restore and continue to almost rehabilitate or reinvent me. So I be I look less and less and less like the person who I don't want to be and exchange it for the person that I desire to be because that helps me be more effective toward the people that I care for. But a defect, we'll learn more about this in step seven. It's essentially a shortcoming. It's a fault. It's an imperfection. It is a lack or want especially of something essential to perfection. Are you ready? I love this. Or completeness. Completeness. You know, if you know enough about discover, uh, Recovery Guy and you know about our logo uh, and the heart and the peace out of it and, and the motto is from broken to whole. I was not complete there was parts of me that were scattered, kind of like the, the scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz, right? When the monkeys, the flying monkeys get to him and, and tear bits and pieces of, of him and, and scatter him up, up away. He was not complete. Step six removes those defects that inhibit me being complete. It helps weed out and, and almost identify the further imperfections that leave me lacking or wanting. And I love that, especially of something essential to perfection. Now, again, will I ever achieve perfection here? Heck no, but I don't need to be, right? We, we claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. And, and so, but I want to strive for that. I want to set the bar high. Just because I won't achieve perfection doesn't mean I can't set my bar to perfection. Because again, if you know anything about goal setting, the more measured and reasonable and attainable a goal is will determine how high I climb in my pursuit of that goal. And every time I achieve an incremental goal, I set that bar a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. So I'm constantly moving forward. I'm constantly um, pressing toward a mark and increasing the mark. So I sort of sharpen my saw, right? And and really, that's what's great about the fellowship. As I fellowship with Scotty or, or Chaz, uh, or or Scott Shields or Will or what have you, it says iron sharpens iron, and so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. 
And that's what step six really does as we are entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. It is sharpening our countenance because God is our friend and God is perfect iron. And when I sharpen myself against the image and likeness of God and I'm entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, I can't help but become more sharp as a two-edged sword would be better in battle if it is sharp. I sharpen my countenance upon my higher power as I'm entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. How many? All of them. Again, do we get them all done in one fell swoop? Of course not. That would be unreasonable. It's kind of like um, getting sober, right? Bill said that we feel a man unthinking, Bill Wilson, co-founder of AA, paraphrasing here, we feel a man unthinking who thinks sobriety is enough. So I come into the program, you know, originally in February 9th, and then my recovered sobriety date after I relapsed was April 25th of 1986. That was my last drink. Well, I got sober overnight when I realized I could not do this anymore, and I walked in at the aftermath of the late lunch bunch meeting to meet my sponsor, Max, who just happened to be there, right? A godly coincidence. No coincidence at all when it came to God. But I, I quit drinking in that vacuum, in that moment. I cannot do this anymore. And ever since then, I have been alcohol and drug free. Over time, I learned to get rid of pornography. I don't gamble anymore. Uh, I don't compulsively overeat. I don't throw up. So all of those things have been removed from me, those defects of character that kept me from being a full and complete person who does not lack or want for anything. Because even though I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be, I know I will get there. I don't lack anything on the way. I don't want anything on the way. I just want more of what I have. Does that make sense? So I quit drinking in a vacuum, but that doesn't mean that I, that even though I have, I'm sober, that does not mean I have sobriety. Sobriety is a sound mind. Sobriety is an approach to living. So I stop drinking once and for all, but my sobriety is something that goes and grows with me along the way. And that is what I hope to find in step six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And when they are removed, it gives me release from my obsession to drink to be vanished. Same with drugs, same with gambling, same with the other behaviors and negativity that cause us to have these defects of character in the first place, right? Essentially, and I and I told my friend uh, Alan the other day, when we look at step six and step seven, step six is to entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And, and step seven is humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Well, step six is you have a flat tire. Step seven, a shortcoming is you don't have a spare, right? So we want to 
we want to repair that flat tire, that defective character, that one thing that will keep us from going down the road of life that we so desire to live. Again, if this is the first time you've taken a hard look at this step, I hope you're anxious to get it done because now we've gone through step one, admitting, step two, coming to believe, step three, turning our will and our life over to the care of God, step four, making that fearless and moral inventory, step five, we're admitting to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong, and by this time, we are entirely ready. That's why we can be entirely ready. Not because step six is in a vacuum and it's all by itself. No, steps one, two, three, four, five, prepare us for this entire opportunity to be entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. For by this time, we are seeing light at the end of the tunnel and we're convinced it's not a train. It is a new way of living that the big book says demands rigorous honesty and this is the honesty we need to get to and come to. I hope this has helped today. Hey, continue to support this ministry. Download the podcast. Go to the blogs. Read them. Tell a friend. Share. Subscribe. Go to recoveryguide.org, your favorite podcast channel. Instagram, I am recovery underscore guy. I'm the recovery guy on Facebook. If you want to support this ministry, this mission, one time, go to Venmo at Robert-Pardon-3, the number three, Robert-Pardon-3 on Venmo. And if you want to give a monthly contribution, go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy, or you can find it via my website. Any way you look at it, we want to help. We want to make a difference. We are here for you. Remember, we were broken apart, but we get whole together. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.